Welcome to episode 178 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. Before I get to my guest and more, I want to make sure that I tell you about Today Takes. And if you don't know it, Today Takes is an app and website that offers easy and affordable access to a wide variety of must-see cultural performances from plays and musicals to dance, opera, comedy, immersive experiences, and so much more. I'm going to take a look at the Today Takes app and see what they have going on this week. Oh, uh, I mentioned last week The Little Prince Reimagined, but I want to mention it again because I see right now that they have same-day tickets to The Little Prince Reimagined for $15. And the Canadian Opera Company has Laboem and Otello tickets for 50% off, and I also see 58% off tickets for Guarded Girls at Tarragon. But even more, I also see tickets to some shows that are getting some great notices. I want to point them out. There are tickets, great prices on tickets for Shove It Down My Throat at Buddies and Angelique at Factory. Today Ticks makes ticket buying simple and you can purchase tickets in less than 30 seconds. Get it on iOS and Android or go to todayticks.com. If you are listening to this because somebody sent you a link or you are listening on the website, I would like to remind you that subscribing is the best way to make sure that you never miss an episode of Stageworthy. And subscribing is easy. Whether you have an Apple an Apple phone or, or, or a Google phone or an Android phone, just look it up on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or Google Podcasts if you have that. Search for Stageworthy and click the subscribe button. You can find links to those at the Stageworthy website. If you want to drop me a line, remember that you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guest this week is Anne Van Leeuwen. Anne is a Toronto-based actor and the artistic director of Leroy Street Theatre, and stars in Leroy Street's Come On Angie, which opens this week and runs until April 28th at the Assembly Theatre in Toronto. Yes. Hi. What can you tell me about about the play Come On Angie? Just to start um, right there. Okay, well, um, Come On Angie is written by um, Amy Lee Lavoie, um, who's based uh, out of Vancouver these days, but um, she and I went to university together, actually. Okay. We both attended Bishop's University in Lennoxville, Quebec. Um, and she was the year behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, I, I've always marveled at her brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at Bishop's, she was a step above the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, come on, Angie. She wrote um, initially um, a, a few years ago mm-hmm. before... Before the Me Too movement happened, okay. um, it 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 bears a lot of the same themes mm-hmm. um, that of uh, sexual assault mm-hmm. and uh, consent. Um, and uh, when we find these two characters, Angie and Reed, um, they are waking up. 
from um, an evening of uh, um, a drunken sexual escapade. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it's, I think it's very apparent off the top of the show that something has happened and that there is a tension in the air. Um, and they, um, they quickly enter a debate of, uh, what consent means. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hmm. Um, that being said, uh, you know, that, that is a, a heavy theme, certainly, mm -hmm. but the topic is handled very intelligently and, um, there are extremely comedic moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and there are, uh, excellent arguments on, on both of their parts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's the, the interesting thing about these two characters. They do have a bit of an existing relationship with one another. They, mm -hmm. they know each other. Um, but what's interesting about, this conversation is that Angie, there's something about this guy. Mm -hmm. Angie feels comfortable having this conversation hmm. with, right? Hmm. And, and, and by the same token, he doesn't leave the room and he could. At any right. Point, right. Right. So, um, so there's something, something going on that's at least, Tying them together in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And I think um, they're they're both kind of fascinated by the other person's um, brain hmm. okay. <laughs> and the way that it works. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, what was it like? Like, is this your first encounter with this play that your friend wrote? Yes. Okay. Yes. What, what was the? What was that like to pick that up the first time? Well. Um, <clears throat> When we were, when Leroy Street was looking for uh, a new show to do this season, um, actually Michael Ross Albert was the one who brought uh, mm -hmm. this to my attention. Um, I hadn't read it before. Uh, but uh, what was it like? I mean, when I first read it, uh, <laughs> I was... Uh, Im immediately drawn to it, mm. inspired by it, angered uh, by it, um, but just felt like it had to be done. It's so important mm -hmm. that people see this show, um, you know, uh, women and men alike. It it's so important. So I, I had quite a visceral reaction mm. to first <clears throat> reading it. Um And I, I called Amy Lee Lavoie, who I hadn't spoken to and probably... Oh, I'm dating myself here. Uh, Twelve years, <laughs> um, and and it was, uh, you know, it was like we'd spoken the week before, right? Um, and uh, just you know, shared experiences as women mm. over the years. Um, we we talked for uh, probably an hour mm. about uh, about how important this piece of work is. Right huh. now, especially, huh. yeah, in today's climate. Yeah. 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 Did that answer the question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, mentioned, you mentioned Quebec. Did you grow up in Quebec? No, I grew up in um, 
South Mountain, Ontario, population okay. 300. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where, where is South Mountain, Ontario? Uh, it's about 45 minutes south of Ottawa. Okay. Um, it's like a little farming community. Is it near Plantagenet or is it? Uh, no, it's, um, I don't know if you know Kempville, Ontario. I've heard, I'm, yeah. I don't know if I've been through Kempville, but I'm. Yeah, why yeah. would you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a, a wee little thing. And there are no mountains. The name is misleading. Okay. It's, it's south of the town of Mountain. Okay, well, that's just that. population 100. Okay. And uh, it, it was named Which after, also does not have a mountain? No mountain. Okay. Uh, it's it's named after the man who founded the town, of Bishop course. Mountain. Of course, of course. history lesson. Yeah. Um, so what brought somebody who lived in this this town of 300 people next to a town of 100 people to the world of theater um well yeah um great question uh i guess you know growing up in the middle of nowhere with nothing around you it just forces you to form a, an imagination yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah pretty early on um but i i grew up in in dance okay um, I took dance classes from the time I was four mm -hmm. until I left for bishops. Um, and uh, I really wanted to be a dancer. <sighs> Real bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I think my parents knew what I then didn't, which was that I wasn't the best dancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, and they didn't frame it that way, but they Ooh. said, hey, how about theater? <laughs> uh, so I, I had applied to a few universities for dance and, uh, and one for journalism and then bishops for theater. Um, and I'd never really, I'd done musical theater yeah. in, in high school, but as a dancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but then I, I got in after being waitlisted mm -hmm. uh and and i went uh and that was kind of it my my mom had taken me to the stratford festival yeah. when i was 14 and we've gone every year since mm -hmm. um so you know i knew that theater existed and that it was a magical place to be but it didn't occur to me to be a part of it until right. um dance was off the table so you you auditioned having not really done I much didn't, aside bishops, from being like the bishops, the yeah. bless their hearts, uh, doesn't have an audition process oh. to get into it. What yeah. what what are their criteria? Uh, seventy five average. Okay, what is, what is like, <laughs> yeah, which I just barely maintained. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and it was um, you know the first couple of years. Uh, I, you know, was the yes, my lord, uh, person. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, this, uh, guest director came in. Her name was Diana Farizel. Um, I, I think she's still in Montreal. Um, she was in the original Goodnight Desdemona. Okay. Um, anyways, and she was, she was directing Les Belles Sœurs, uh, by Michel mm -hmm. Tremblay. Um, 
and uh, she saw me. She was like the first, the first teacher there who was like, yeah, this, this kid's got something. Hmm. So um, I was cast in one of the lead roles in that show. And then uh, for the rest of my time at Bishop's, I, I excelled there. I hmm. was cast as the lead in most of the shows. When, in that first little while when you were the yes, my lord. <laughs> person yeah <laughs> was it was it feeling a little bit like what am i doing here um a little bit but also i felt like i had found my people okay uh so <laughs> it didn't um while it was frustrating um to be overlooked mm. it it didn't uh really occur to me that i deserved to be anything more than I was. Hmm. I was just happy to be there and to have found my kindred spirits. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, did you miss dance while you were there? Or did, did you walk in and start doing it and be <laughs> like, this is it? Um, I did. I used to go to the, the gym on campus and you could book out the dance studio and I would, uh, I would just go and, and dance around by myself in the studio. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't take a class. Probably because I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just rather dance alone in a big empty space. I guess. Um, yeah, and then uh, I ended up. My my school started doing spring musicals, mm -hmm. and they, um, they because they knew that I had a dance background, they hired me to choreograph the the musicals mm -hmm. um, there uh, in the spring. So we did. Um, a Beatles Midsummer Night's Dream that nice. I choreographed, and then <laughs> the the ballad of Romeo and Juliet, which was like a, a bluegrass version of nice. Romeo and Juliet. I had to they paid for me to go and take classes to learn how to step dance, so that I could wow. teach other people how to step dance. Had you choreographed before then, or was that completely new for you? Uh, I mean, aside from choreographing dances in my parents' basement. Right. I mean... <laughs> Not really, no. No, I wow. hadn't. But, um, you know, I just acted like I knew what I was doing. And I'm pretty talented at acting. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and nice. uh, yeah, it, it turned out really well. Nice. Yeah. And how long were you at Bishops? Four years. Four years? Four yeah. years, of course, yeah. 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 And... So, and it was in Quebec. Where where did it uh, Lennoxville, okay. which is now Sherbrooke, okay. Quebec. Which okay. is, so the eastern townships. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was there, did you speak French when you went there? Or was it, were, were you? No, no, pas du tout. Okay. okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, uh, no, he didn't. But after Bishops, oh, how did this timeline go? I, you know, I did the whole backpacking around Europe thing. Okay. Um, and, uh. I ended up in one thing led to another, mm -hmm. and uh, I fell for this guy in Paris, and as one does, as one does, as one does. Uh, and uh, ended up coming home for Christmas, getting a rush visa, going back to Paris, taking uh, under the guise of a student visa, um, but I was taking one <laughs> bilingual acting workshop mm -hmm. it was once a week monday nights for three hours but that got me a student visa okay so i learned a bit of french while i was there and how long were you in paris for uh just about a year just about a year mm -hmm. and when you so with the whole backpacking across europe thing was that was there anything particular theater wise you were hoping to do or just do the whole like 
I'm a Canadian discovering myself on the... Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, yeah. Was the, yeah. that was the goal yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my brother had done... I have a big brother, Dave. Yeah. He had done it before me, and so, you know, was following in his footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and when you left Paris, did you come straight back to Canada, or...? Uh, yeah, I came back. I moved to Vancouver for four years, yeah. um, which is where I started... Uh, producing theater initially. I did, uh, I had a company there called uh, High Horse okay. Theater Productions. Okay. Uh, so that was my first foray into producing. Um, so yeah, I did that for four years there. And then I came back to Ottawa. I did a couple of shows at the Ottawa Little Theater, mm -hmm. uh, and then I came to Toronto. In in Vancouver, was um, was self producing a really necessary thing? Was that like something that you did because that's how you did theater that um, started in, in Vancouver? When I when I was at Bishops, uh, another guest director we had Mike Kennard, um, who is of Mump uh, and Smooth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. uh, he came in. He directed a production of. Uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass okay. in Clown, which was just mm -hmm. fantastical. Yeah. Uh, and the, I think it was the most important lesson I've ever learned um, was that if you want to work, make work. Mm. Um, you know, and, and it's it's still true. And it's still the advice that I would give to anyone getting into the theater business because yeah. it's just, it, you can't sit around and wait for, for something to happen, for someone to cast you. So if you want to work, you figure out how to make the work happen. And yeah. so that's what I did in Vancouver. I didn't know what else to do because I was, there I was, I didn't really know anyone there. And uh, Certainly one way to out. meet people. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were a few other bishops, um, kids there that we kind of formed together and put on some shows and nice. that was that. Yeah. It's interesting because the whole, the, the self-producing as a necessary part, when I was in theater back in, the days when I was in theater school. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. We will not speak of that ancient time. Yeah, I hear um, you. Mm -hmm. It was almost as though that was a thing that nobody spoke about. Like We were almost told that if you do anything other than theater, you're not a real actor. Yeah. So the the now we're seeing and all the theater schools are starting to teach people about self-producing and things like that. Yeah, in the independent theater world, yeah. Yeah. But it was very much a, like at the time, that that's not a concept that existed. In fact, I remember being told like, oh, maybe, you know, you could, I mean, if you fail at acting, you could always do Fringe or something like that, mm -hmm. which now I look back and I think, but now like Fringe is where people start. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did, um, did were they... So other than, than Mike Kennard, was were other people talking about self-producing or was he like a no. lone voice in the wilderness? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, no, we had, um, there weren't really, we weren't really prepared for what you do when you get out of theater school. Well, yeah. And there was, there, there was about a year that I was like, where are the parts? Where yeah. are all of the things that I've yeah. earned and deserved? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. entitlement. Uh, but also if you're in a school and they don't teach you about what to do when you're out, then how do you know? Well, I think a lot has changed in theater in the last mm -hmm. uh, 10 years. I mean, the indie scene is 
is thriving mm. now. Um, Absolutely. And it's where some of the best work is being Absolutely. done. And, and uh, yeah, we're doing, we have um, complete segue. Uh, yeah. So at the Assembly yeah. Theater uh, right now, we have, um, we, we're trying to curate the season. Yes. Um, so we put out uh, uh, an application for mm-hmm. people to submit to the season, and we got we got a lot of response. Um, and uh, but a lot of the groups that we that we wanted to get in there um, were groups that had never been through the space before. Um, mm. Their their voices and their stories haven't haven't been through the assembly yet. Um, and we said, great, you've been selected. Uh, and they said, great, we don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but their projects were so diverse mm-hmm. and so beautiful. And these stories were just aching to be told. And so uh, we kind of put together um, this package for them. We're, we're calling it the 150 uh, Workshop Series. So sure. we, we picked, uh, I think there's six groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they gave us a, a cool 150 bucks and they have the theater to themselves mm-hmm. for a week to mm-hmm. develop their work, um, and to do, uh, a presentation if mm. they want at the end of it. But these are all people that are, are coming up now in the theater scene. Um, and it's just been so exciting to see new young people uh with that hunger mm-hmm. to do the work yeah uh which i i didn't know about i didn't have uh an idea of when i when i came out of theater no, school of course. yeah one of the things that i've been thinking of lately is there's all these you know you've got all these spaces for you know startups you know, you've got the csi and you've got we work and all these places and you've got the 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 daniel's launch pad, pad and places like that but None of these places are really theater friendly. Mm. And then if there was a similar situation for like theater artists where you would have like sort of like a, a communal space where everybody can't go, you know, we sit, we drink, we, we have coffee, we collaborate, things like that. But over there, there's like a rehearsal room that you can book because you're a member here and things like that. If there was yeah. like that kind of thing for theater, and it sounds a little bit like that's, that's kind of the start of what's happening yeah, at Assembly. Yeah, I mean, we'd really love for for the Assembly to be a hub mm-hmm. for, for that kind of creation. Um, you know, in terms of like permits and zoning and what we're allowed to get yes. away with in there is, mm-hmm. is another thing, but... Um, but it, and the theater center is also a space that yes. is trying to do that, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it is such important for us to have our clubhouses. <laughs> we don't really have clubhouses in Toronto. You no. know, we have, and, and I, I, it's one of those like I remember when I came to Toronto and I heard about this 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 bar called the Green Room. Oh yeah. And I thought, for fuck's sake, that's amazing! A place for theater people to go and hang out. Yeah. And I went, and I was like, this is not what I thought it was. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But. Like, that's, like, uh, to have a place where we could all, like, where theater people can just sort of go hang out and, and talk Yeah, about and it. the storefront was was that for a while, was that, right? Yeah. 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 But, you know, I mean, I think there's there's more stuff coming. I was just talking uh, to 
the folks from the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, We've been talking to yeah, them, yeah. too. Yeah. Because they're opening a new space, and it looks really awesome, and, and uh, they want to be that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and we're trying part. to collaborate with them for, like, summer activities that we can program between the assembly and the Grand Canyon yeah, for yeah. people to, you know, like, you can bike back and forth between yeah. and there's different events going on there. Yeah. Because we need more space in this city, yeah. to be honest. Like. We need there's more there's certainly space. that's the thing is we, like if there were more of those there's all these theater companies that are ready to do work and they just need the space to do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um wh when you were in Vancouver was that was there a lot of space or was no. space at a premium was it hard to get space was at a premium yeah yes and it was the <sighs> the independent scene in Vancouver was very different than Toronto. There wasn't really um, a collaborative spirit mm. there. Um, it was kind of different pockets of independent theater, and they were very closed off from one another, mm. um, which I d didn't like, but I didn't know anything different at the time. Um, so when I came to Toronto and when we first started Leroy Street and we started renting out... Um, the old unit 102 space mm -hmm. and and those guys were just so welcoming and and helpful and i i realized this is what i've been looking for and, mm -hmm. and toronto was was home for that nice mm -hmm. yeah what kind of shows were you doing in, in vancouver when you were producing there um i mean we we started with a classic right out of university piece uh fool for love <laughs> like mm -hmm. everyone yeah, does yeah, that right yeah. out of theater school oh. um so and um and like specter by don Re negro mm -hmm. and uh and then we started doing uh new work mm -hmm. um that that part of our group was writing and um and then we did a piece that I had done at Bishops by uh, Amy Abe, who went to Bishops. So yeah, we started doing the same thing that I'm kind of doing now. Was making the switch from like established, like known works to uh, to new work sort of a, a frightening thing, or was it more exciting than anything? Else? Um, it's equal parts, I think, because you know you can't, you never know what to expect yeah. or, or how the audience is going to respond. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you know the more connected you are to the work, uh, the easier and the more exciting mm -hmm. it is, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. just that urge to share the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because you know the the like full for love. That's theater people know that. Yeah. People don't. You know, people want to see that. Sure. You know. Uh, it's weird, yeah. It, I mean, yes, <laughs> yeah. but it has existed and it's been something that people do right out of theater school for a reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but new play by unknown playwright X is a little harder to sell. Um, yeah. What, what have you learned about, about self-producing, like, in the time between <sighs> Toronto and, and, and Vancouver? Um. Well, again, you know, social media in the mm. last 10 years, that's that's really where a lot of this stuff happens. It's changed everything, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. Um, yeah. What else can I tell you about that? Don't spend money on posters. 
No, and and that's. Uh, I mean, yes, the poster design, and then and pay your poster designer, and, and you should have some you posters, have but you don't need to go and get a million posters. No, like uh, rack cards or postcards, mm -hmm. best thing, yeah. and, and really just social media and and the importance of um, people who know what they they're doing in terms of marketing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, we have. Uh, Emma Bolton has come on board to do the marketing for Come On Angie, mm. and uh, it's she's it's revolutionary yeah. having someone <laughs> do that yeah, for you is. and be a constant um, voice yeah. for us. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean it is it is super important. I was talking with both uh, Sue Edworthy and Adriana Prosser, and we spoke specifically in, in two different episodes about promotions and, and social media. And you know, it's great if you can afford. To pay somebody yeah. to do it because suddenly there's one more thing you don't have to worry about that probably will put some people in your theater. Bums and seats, yeah. yes, a hundred percent. Um, I yeah. At the same time, we've learned something. I don't remember which show it was. I think it was the the George F. Walker uh, double bill that we did. Um, we got some feedback about oversaturation, mm -hmm. which I think is also there is uh, also th that there is also that. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a fine balance there yeah. between keeping people interested and um, annoying them. them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is that, like, I mean, you and that's that's like, where is that line? And 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 it's hard to know where that is sometimes, especially when you're like. If you're looking at ticket sales and you're like, we gotta get some stuff in here. <laughs> yeah. And so you start pumping it out and people are like, Why am I seeing a million posts in my feed? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a delicate balance. Well, when did you get involved with uh, with Leroy Street? Um, I uh founded that with um my my best bud, Clem McIntosh, mm -hmm. who's um a New York based actor. Uh back in the 2000 what year is it now 2014 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh i think um he had come to toronto for the summer and really wanted to do a show and i was right. like i'm not gonna do a show without uh you know having a, a company to build from there yeah 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 so uh we did um time stand still uh it was our first our first show mm -hmm. in 2014 um, and then, uh, Clem buggered off back to New York, <laughs> you know, um, and, uh, and I just continued on. That, that was it. I do think that the, the starting a company thing is a smart thing to do. I think a lot of people who go into, like they start at Fringe and so you need to, oh, I don't know what the show's going to be, but we need a name and they make up a name and the name doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and next year they're maybe going to use a different name, but mm -hmm. you're missing out on building. Yeah. A foundation, a network, and, a brand. and, and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, the importance of like people knowing, for example, Theater Brouhaha. I know what they do, right? Exactly, Leroy Street Theater. I have an idea of what they do, but um, which has evolved a of great course. deal, changed, and it should, but, yeah, and it yeah. should. Yeah. But like to 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 get started and have a name that the people can get to know and you can build relationships with is super important. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is that something that you learned in Vancouver, or something you were like, you were um, just like, this feels right, or? Uh, I think I learned it. Uh, so, I I missed out in my timeline earlier that I <laughs> I did a year at uh, Circle in the Square. Okay. In uh, in New York. Mm -hmm. And when it came time for me to decide if I was going to stay for the second year or um, uh, leave, I. Ultimately, what 
what pushed me in the direction of coming home to Canada was that, um, you know, I don't have U.S. citizenship. Mm -hmm. So uh, not only would I be um, an actor struggling for work, uh, I would also be struggling to get a visa and stay in the country. Mm -hmm. And so um, not knowing if and when you have to leave somewhere, it didn't make sense to me to start building a network and start building a company in a place that I may not be able to stay. Um, And so coming to Toronto... But that that was my goal mm-hmm. was to was to start building relationships working relationships and and um a network of people here mm-hmm. to to create work with mm-hmm. so yeah that's ultimately after yeah. a lot of soul searching about whether to stay or go i'm sure that it, i mean it can be very difficult i had a friend who spent a number of years in new york and was really close to booking roles but never got roles because they were like it's going to cost more to get a visa for you than it is for this person. And exactly. <clears throat> and I have friends who st- who stayed and mm-hmm. and are working and and it's great. Yeah. Um but it, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a certain it's a certain path and it's a certain struggle and and yeah. it's not easy to make art when you're uncertain about things like where you're going to live. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. To get back to Come On Angie, and mm. uh, you've been rehearsing that for a little while. You guys open. Um, yeah, we had a tight turnaround for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Holliman, uh, my co-star, lovely guy, wonderful actor, uh, was in um, Human Animals, mm-hmm. which closed uh, the middle of March. Mm-hmm. So we have about three weeks from start of rehearsal until opening. That is a tight turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, it's happening. Oh yeah. What's 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 um, been the biggest challenge so far? Aside from like we only have three weeks. Um. The biggest challenge. Uh. <laughs> It's funny, you know, it doesn't really feel like there have been challenges. This has been a pretty smooth sailing uh, rehearsal process because uh, Ryan and I work really well together. Mm. Um, Christina, the director, is brilliant. Uh, She just... Oh, my God. Yeah, I I haven't... uh, As a director, she just... uh, She challenges me all the time. Mm. I'm learning new things all of the time excited to be in rehearsal every day mm-hmm. the subject matter is challenging um you know as it would be for any woman uh who has experienced um sexual assault sure. and you know <laughs> three out of four women have yeah uh but um be- because of the way that the room works and uh the relationships that we have uh with one another actors director stage manager mm-hmm. Uh, it has been a very safe space. Okay. It has it has felt I haven't felt uncomfortable or or scared. Um, it's it's been quite empowering and, mm. uh, and a wonderful nice. experience. Yeah. Had you worked with Ryan before? No, never. So I, I haven't met him you, before. Suddenly you discovered that you guys work together really well, which yeah. is one of those really exciting magical things to find out. Yeah, yeah. it's great, and I mean. Uh, you know, he knows that he has an uphill battle in, mm-hmm. in this piece because mm-hmm. he's the man. Yes. <laughs> um, but he handles it, uh, with, um, with, 
um, sensitivity mm. and uh, and yes, with humor, which is necessary for the piece, mm-hmm. um, and uh, very thoughtfully. Mm. Um, and at the same time, he he does uh, he does stick to what his character is fighting for, mm. um, but in such a way that doesn't make me want to murder him. That's an excellent, <laughs> an excellent uh, uh, outcome. Yes, 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 yes. Because yeah. um, um, I can imagine that that there are conversations in the room coming from different perspectives, the man's perspective and the woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, I mean, there must be some challenging conversations that are, that are happening in the room. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I think, I think everybody in the room is, is aware of that. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I haven't felt, um, uncomfortable sharing any of my experiences mm. with, with anyone. Mm-hmm. And, Everyone has been very respectful That's good. of that. That's good. Um, yeah, it's really, it's been so great to work with them. Nice. What are you most looking forward to about getting this in front of an audience? Is there something you're hoping to learn about the piece? A reaction you're hoping for? What do you, what do you, what, what would be the thing that, that you would really want an audience to get out of it? I want people to leave talking about it. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh. I, I want, yeah, I want, um, I want them both to be heard, mm. these characters. Um, and, and really, uh, you know, what Angie is searching for in this play is, I think, uh, understanding mm. and acknowledgement. Um, and, uh, I hope that everybody wants the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> out of it yeah I think, I think it's interesting the you know the the desire to have people leave talking about a show mm-hmm. um i haven't seen that many shows that when the show ends we're like a couple of days later i'm still talking about that show yeah I think this one will do that. That's good. I have had a couple of a couple of experiences where I left the theater, especially when I was an usher, um, left the theater, and there were still people outside the theater debating this show. And I was like, "This yeah. show's got something." Yeah, this is that's going to happen. Nice. I can feel yeah. it in my bones. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think that we don't. I mean, a lot of times, theater people leave the theater and they're like, "Well, that was nice," and then they're off that's to the next thing. That's not going and I don't to be. Want that. <laughs> From anything that I do. Nah, that's not... That, those words will not be uttered. This is not that kind of show. No, okay. no. What do you think people are going to say when they leave the theater from, from this show? Or to put that another uh, way, what that, would it, be... that it needs to be seen. Mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope that obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, is there something that you would aside from it needs to be seen? Is there something that you would hear somebody say and you'd be like, "We did it."
uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, um, if I heard somebody say that, uh, every man in their life needs to see this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be the most important thing for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then that, I mean, that sounds like a, that sounds like that's definitely an important show. If, 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 if that's what you would want to have, have come out of it. And, and if people would do that, would say that, that would be amazing. Yeah. 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 Does this show scare you at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of Angie's story uh, hits pretty close to okay. home for yeah. me. Okay. Um, but again, three out of four women, you know, it hits yes. yeah, close yeah. to home for a, a lot, lot of, of us. Yeah. Um, it's, it scares me in that, um, I think it's going to be hard for people, some people to see it and to hear it. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, this, the fear that I think a lot of actors have, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, we're all masochists, I guess, of, of being, uh, vulnerable. Yeah. Um, that that kind of vulnerable in front of many many people it's always it's always a challenge because you know how do you do that in front of a room of people that you don't know and you don't know who how they're going to ask and yet you have to be vulnerable in you have scenes, to right? you have to yeah 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 i mean what's wrong with us <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that that is a question um, that many people yeah have but it's it's the human to. experience it's sure. the thing is that yeah. it's um you know, it's uh, some of us just it's just this is our lot in life to share this. It's to, a thing that to, we need to do, it's right? A, it it's, is it, like yeah, and and we wouldn't still be doing it after so many years if it was not a need. If it was just a thing that was like, oh, I'd like to do this, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, uh, no, and it's um, that's I think that uh, you know when I. Read I read this script. It's like, oh God, this has happened to me. This has happened to me so many mm-hmm. times. I have said those words to myself. Mm-hmm. It would be easier to pretend that nothing happened. Yeah. Um, it would be easier to just uh do it and, and get this over with. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's important for you know, fuck what I said about men seeing it. It's important that women see it too, so yeah. that they know that they're not alone, and mm-hmm. that they think these things. Yeah. And that, and it's okay. And that, and that guilt and that shame that is underneath all of uh, this stuff as survivors is. Yeah. We all feel it, and um, you know, yeah, we're not alone. We're all in this together. Yeah. And I think it's important that. Uh, that we share that that story, and that if that means me having to open up and be and be vulnerable, yeah. I I I want this story uh, to be told so mm-hmm. that people don't um, feel isolated um, or um, unnecessary shame. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think 
there are some people who are like, oh, the Me Too movement's going to take down all the men. But, you know, I think one of the things that I think is the most important thing, aside from, from women's stories being told, is the fact that men are seeing women's experiences in a mm-hmm. way that they have been able to ignore mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most valuable things that I think comes out of it is the understanding, oh, wait, I have these friends and they, this, you know, their reaction in walking down the street is different yeah. than mine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is going to be difficult for for men to see this because um, it's... Because read the the character, mm-hmm. a, a lot of his arguments are um, are good arguments, mm-hmm. um, and um, his desire to understand how their two perspectives of this act right. are so different. Yeah. Um. And and her having to explain things to him, and him having to take a hard look in the mirror and mm-hmm. go, "Oh, right." Yeah. That I I didn't I was persistent is not the right yeah, yeah, yeah. word there yeah. y- you know yeah 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 hmm. and um and for for men to to look back on experiences they've had and go ah, I misread that I do think I that, that, that all of the things that we're that we're hearing like all the stories if if you listen to the stories that women tell. Um, it is impossible not to look back at your younger self and go, oh, oh, and to start to realize things that you've done that you shouldn't have, mm-hmm. but you were unaware, mm-hmm. you know, and it's important to have that look in mm-hmm. the mirror and to think about those. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing this play. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much for, for having me. This has been a Homebody Productions production.